Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips podcast. We are back during the international break with Premier League, Spanish, Italian and French football all returning on the weekend. But before we do so, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to go for a little bit of a more of a casual podcast, but more of a sort of different approach to our normal weeks. Um, but I'm joined this week, as per usual, by my three regulars, uh, Alex, Ryan and Naeem. How are you, boys? Not bad, thank uh, you. Doing good, doing good, thank you. Good stuff. Yeah, we're good, here. Stuff. We're good here. Good to hear, Naeem. Good to hear. Everyone is good. Right, so we did allude to it. We did give you a little preview last week about what we're going to do. So this week, we're going to all run through our top 10 managers currently uh, in the world. Um, so it can't be a manager out of a job. has to be a manager currently managing a team in, in the world. And after that, we're all going to give you two players each that we think you should look out for in the upcoming January transfer window. Right, so um, number 10. Now, I'm going to start with this one. I'm going to go for the current Atlanta manager, Gasparini. Now, this one may be a bit of a road shout. I don't know what you boys think about this one, but I think the job he's done with Atlanta over the last few years to get where they are. Obviously, this year's a bit different because they've lost a few players and I think they're currently eighth in Syria. Uh, but I think the job he's done with a relatively small club in sort of the bigger picture, I, I think you have to praise this man for what he's done. I think I'll be, I've only seen Atlanta play a handful of times in Europe, but whenever I've seen him play in the last few years, they've always impressed me, not only in their desire, but also their style of play. Um, but yeah, I think that's why I've got Gasparini number 10 for the job he's done with Atlanta over the last three or four years. Um, now, next, um, who wants to go next? Anyone want to go first? I've not really decided on oh. an order yet. I'll, I'll go for it. I've got my order, um, but you've just made me change one. Um, Ooh, partly because, okay. yeah, I've not put Gasparini in, but your, your mention of him, I, I liked the way you put it. And uh, originally I had Ralph Rangnick in at ninth, uh, at 10th, sorry, and I've put him up a bit. And I, because mainly I've looked at my list and I've realised I can't want to talk Ligue 1. Um, I've got one French manager and he's never managed in France. So I've, cha- <laughs> I've, ch- I've changed my last one and uh, I've, I've forced in Christophe Galtier. Uh, in fairness, I think he has a claim to being one of the, one of the better managers in the world. He won the league game with Lille. Uh, he, he's kept Sarnetien pretty high. Like, I think what he got in Europe as well with them. And as we all know from this podcast, Sarnetien are now horseshit. So anyone who can make them pretty good deserves some accolades. We also saw how well we did last season, and now he looks like he's going to lead Nice to uh, Europe and potentially another title in the near future. I think he has a claim. Uh, I'm putting Christophe Gautier in. OK, Bennett, and who wants to go next? Naeem or Ryan? I'll go. Okay. Um, my number 10 is Jose Mourinho. Um, oh, okay. I found it difficult to put him on the list anyway, really, but I felt he deserved just to get in at number 10, you know. Obviously, if he went off his past accolades, he'd be, he'd be much higher, but for his current sort of standard of managerial expertise, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd put him 10 for my list. And then, Naeem, who was your manager at number 10? Um, it's probably a shock, um, all of you guys, but um, I'm, I'm going to go with Mikel Arteta. Ah, good one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're probably in my top 10 worst. But um, no, number 10, I'm going to go for Pochettino. I know he hasn't really uh, won, well, he hasn't, he's only won um, one trophy with PSG and then he didn't win anything with Tottenham. But that's that's nothing different. But, you know, obviously he came from Espanyol, was there for a couple of years, done a decent job there. Um, then obviously when he went on to Southampton, he did pretty well there. He had a good squad going on there and then uh, came into Tottenham. And although obviously they didn't win anything, he was he didn't get them um, into the top four. He got them challenging for the league on a couple of occasions. But um, obviously now he's at PSG. Um, obviously that's when it's going to really show what he's actually made of. But I think uh, for the time he's been a manager, um, he's done quite a lot at, um, in terms of obviously the, the way he plays and everything. And yeah, um, that's why I put him at number ten. Fantastic, fantastic. So now on to number nine, and this one you may think is a bit lower because of what he did in the summer, but I've gone for Roberto Mancini at my number nine um, because you could say is he should be high because he won the Euros with Italy, but I think this is only a short sort of sample size where 
you know, um, most of these managers above above him have done a lot more over a lot more time. So that's the reason why I've gone in the ninth. But I think in terms of what he did for Italy, I think he's gone playing a really good style of football. Um, I think before Tournament, everyone was sort of lauding him for how many goals they conceded, how little goals they'd conceded in the qualifying. I think their defence was just excellent in the Euros, and obviously add that with Barella, Chiesa, Mobley, all these players they had going forward as well. I think that to get them from how many years ago now they didn't qualify for the World Cup, and I think to get them straight to the next major tournament, they go in and they win it, and they win it being the best team by a mile. I think you have to praise not only the players, but also Mancini um, for resurrecting his career as well. So that's why I've got Mancini as my number nine. Now, Alex, who is your number nine? Uh, my number nine, half mentioned him there, I've got Ralph Rangnick. Um, that's because I think he gets so much credit as a sporting director, as he should. But he's also had a very successful managerial career and a lot of his directorial work at Leipzig um, has come from his coaching ability. He's a man who's been very influential in today's world of football. He's, uh, he was the idealist behind um, the training session where... In Leipzig, Salzburg, they'll have a, a big clock uh, next to their pitch uh, to count down from five seconds, I believe it is. And in that time, the attacking team has five seconds to win the ball and have a shot on goal. Uh, and it's just been very crucial to the way pressings developed in Europe. I think someone that influential, um, you can't ignore. So I've put him in uh, number nine. And then, Ryan, who is your number nine? My number nine is Carlo Ancelotti. Um, again, similar to Mourinho, you base him off his previous exploits and he would be up higher in the list. But I think he hasn't really done a whole lot in the last couple of years. Didn't do that much really at Everton. Um, didn't do a whole lot at Napoli either. So, yeah, I'd... Although he's such, you know, in charge of Real Madrid at the moment, he could obviously go a little bit higher depending on what they do this season. But for me, he's ninth. And then Naeem, who is your number nine? Uh, my number nine is probably the youngest manager on the list. Um, I've gone for Nugglesman. Oh my god! <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's a bit of a contro- controversial one, even though he's not really won anything. Actually, I don't think he actually has to be fair. Oh no, he won a super cup with Bayern Munich, but that's pretty much handsy. I mean, Poches Poches won the French Coupe de France. Can't that's true. Equivalent in there. Um, yeah, like um, obviously what he's done at what he's done at Leipzig. He um, obviously that they're they're quite a new team themselves. Are like what twelve, thirteen years old themselves. Um, he got them obviously competing with Bayern Munich in the league. He's got them into the Champions League and. Obviously now he's at Bayern Munich. He's he started off well. Um, he's doing well in the Champions League as well. And yeah, I think for the future, for the future, he's going to be one of those. He's going to be one of those great managers, I reckon. Um, and yeah, you probably see what he can do with Bayern Munich uh, this season. I know obviously the competition isn't that much in the German league, but you know he's still got to beat these teams anyway. So yeah, I've got him at uh, number nine, Nagelsmann. Now, Alex, uh, what was your? You had a quite a strong reaction when Nai mentioned his name. Um, What's the reason for this? I think Nagel's Lime sort of said it at the end, like he's going to be a very great manager. But top ten in the world this early? I mean, you had Poch as well at ten. I'm not going to make a comment yet, but I'm very, (laughs) I'm very interested to see who's been left out. Uh, if anyone in my top eight of nine uh, of Naeem's top eight, um, I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll be shocked uh, <laughs> if any of these guys are below Poch and Oglesman. I'll tell you that much. Well, you're not gonna like my picks later on, Alex. You're not gonna like some of these. <laughs> if you've got Nogglesman's top five, you're getting kicked <laughs> no, off the that's podcast. Actually, I think you know I've done. Actually, I've just I've just realised I've actually not. Um, I basically I had Conte fifth, and then I realised actually I can't put him in because he's not got a club, and I actually forgot to put who I was putting in instead. So oh, I thought I, we had um, I thought we were including managers regardless of a club. That was in the agreement. We can do that if you want, because that that'll make it easier for me as well. I I could put Conte fifth, but um, yeah, go on. Let's say if they had a job within the last five six months, let's go for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so. Yeah, you're, you're not going to like one of my 
managers ever put high on the list. But um, my number eight is actually no, you've convinced me, Alex. I'm putting Nagelsmann eighth. He was sixth, but all the points you made, he's convinced me to move it around a bit. Because <laughs> um, I think I just completely disregarded the point that he's not actually won much as a manager. And I think that's what most every manager above has done a lot. So um, yeah, I'll put yeah, I'll put Nagelsmann eighth. Uh, but I think if it five years or so, he will be in the top six, I'd say, because I think um, he's got a perfect platform now at Bayern. Obviously, he's guaranteed most years a league title, and I think that most years they'll, they'll go at least quarters, if not further, in, in Europe. Uh, and Essendon goes wholly wrong, or they play like PSG or Man City or something like that. But I think that, again, albeit small sample sizes, not being a regular watch of German football, um, from what I've seen from life, I remember watching a lot of them during not when that sort of when the German league restarted during after lockdown, but when the Premier League wasn't on. And I think that from what I saw there, as well as their performances in the Champions League, I was left very impressed with the way the Leipzig team set up. And I think that um, his sort of his football philosophy um, seems very um, sort of modern. It's, it's typical of the modern game, and I think that he the way he plays is perfect for how football is these days. So I think Nagelsmann. Maybe I put him in high originally, but I think, yeah, he's going to be sort of a lot higher in the next few years, but I think he just isn't quite there yet. I think you're completely right. But... Ryan, have you got have you, have you got an argument in your top 10? Yeah. Did... Okay, right. My question is to all three of you. How many managers in your top 10 have conceded, I believe it was, six goals in a single game in the Champions League? How many other managers in your top 10 have done that? Um, over the past think, 12 months as well I think I don't think any of mine have I think maybe, besides Nagelsmann maybe one has <laughs> he can't go off one game yeah, yeah no but no. My, my question is uh, can a top 10 manager recently be battered in the Champions League 6-1 like uh, that's uh, the biggest competition and if your um, team is if your team is set up to play a game that poorly that you lose by that much I did, I'm not saying that, that makes you a bad manager one? but I, I'm I'm just interested to see who's above. That's all. When, when, my um, one of my managers lost seven two to Aston Villa last year. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> um, right. So I put my number eight down, and Alex, who is your number eight? I have Conte at number eight. Uh, okay. The, the only reason he's not higher is because of his tendency to self destruct. that's the only reason it is the fact he does his shopping at the care home Um, (laughs) but you can't can't doubt his success you can't doubt his impact on teams Juventus he went unbeaten in Scudetti Um, into Milan done wondrous things there Chelsea did magical things there he has to be in the top 10 and uh, he's 8th just because I think every manager above has shown they can Get on with the club, not like a angry toddler. Okay, and Ryan, who is your number eight? Julian Nagelsmann. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, you lot made uh, some some sound points. My points are that he managed Hoffenheim at the age of twenty nine can't really say any of the other managers on my list have done that and you know he'd done that for three years at Hoffenheim took them to the Champions League a, t- a team that plays in a city with a very low population which in itself was a an amazing job he did a great job at Leipzig for the two seasons he was there developing the youth talent there whilst finishing a record high second for them and obviously now he's at Bayern Munich, one of the biggest jobs in the world, and will more than likely win trophies this season, in my opinion. So that's why, you know, I'm basing it off now, not off the last, you know, three, four, five, six, seven years. You know, this is just for now. But for me, he's um, he's eighth. Okay, and Naeem, who is your number eight? Uh, my number eight is Roberto Mancini. Um, 
simple fact is um, the most most jobs he's been at. Um, he's pretty he's won a trophy, albeit it might be a cup competition. Um, obviously, when he was at Man City, he won in their first Premier League title in forty or fifty years, I believe. Yeah. Um, his record with Italy is second to none. You know, uh, they won the Euros this year. Um, they they lost their first game. I think it was it thirty seven games the other day. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's. Yeah, he's um he's he's been 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 obviously in Italy, um, England, um, Turkey and Russia, and yeah, he's he's got a good record everywhere he goes. So um, yeah, he's my number eight. Brilliant. And to give you guys a chance to go first, we're going to go back to you, Naeem, to number seven. So who is your number seven? My number seven is um, Antonio Conte. Um, simple fact is, same really. Mancini everywhere really goes, he gets instant success. I know he does. Fall out um, with the clubs after a while, but you can't you can't knock obviously uh, what he's done. Um, like Alex mentioned, he went on beating with Juve um, after obviously after they got relegated and whatnot and came back up. Um, came into Chelsea uh, after they finished uh, in the bottom half of the table that season, I think it was, um, and came in and won the league straight away. Uh, same with Inter Milan, um, therefore season. Then the next season he um, won the league and. Yeah, wherever he, wherever he goes next, um, yeah, I think um, he'll probably win a few more trophies there. So, yeah, he's um, he's my number seven. And Ryan, who is your number seven? Exactly the same. Antonio, okay, interesting. Antonio Conte, yeah, just, again, you know, he is he is a serial winner, but Alex said it best himself. You know, he, he can't stay at a club for a long period of time. He gets, you know, too too power hungry in my opinion he wants everything his own way and if one thing doesn't go his way you know he's like a he's like a toddler you know throws his toys out of the pram and that's it and he's off so for me that's why he's a little lower down on my list than perhaps he would have been okay okay and alex now this is very it's very interesting because i've got roberto mancini Oh, right, OK. Yeah, it's, right. my name's mirroring there. I've got Man- <laughs> Mancini above Conte. Uh, Mancini's Conte about the hassle, you know? He's far more <laughs> likeable, doesn't fall out of the board as much, but he's also equally adept at just getting the best out of his teams. I've been reading about him recently. He's also incredible player, incredible player um, in his playing career. And uh, I, think, I believe he's the guy who brought... Um, Inter Milan, their first Italian title for a very long time, I believe it is. It must have been like 20, 30 years. Because they, they were previously known as like a sort of failing club. And not like a Tottenham, but just they always failed at the last hurdle. So but Mancini definitely has to be respected. And yeah, he's in there. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I know when I watched when we played Italy in the Euros, Wales, and I think that um, some Wales fans sort of had a go at this. But I think I really like what he did in terms of uh, making sure every player got a chance to play in the tournament. I think that he's used his experience as a player. I don't know whether it was the World Cup where he was on the bench and never made, played a kick. So I think you have to praise his man management and the fact that he is, you know, being really good to his players and giving them the chance to, um, you know, um, to ha- have at least a minute or two in a tournament, which they won as well. So all the players can say, look, I played a part in this Italy winning squad. Uh, and he's actually the only manager I can think of that actually managed to get the best out of Balotelli. Um, which mm. is not, 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 not many can say they did that. I mean, Rogers definitely can't. And I know <laughs> many, many managers couldn't seem to um, get on the right side of him. So I think in that sense, you have to really praise him. Now, my number seven is someone who hasn't been mentioned yet. Um, I'm going for the manager of Ajax, uh, Ten Hag. <laughs> oh, okay. My reason is, um, I know he hasn't got the silverware, but I think going back to the year when they almost got to the final, and I think that he's been linked heavily with the Barca job, and I think that even though that's a poison challenge right now, you have to think he's done something right to get done for that job, even though it's Perlo and uh, players, managers like that are linked with Berto Martinez. But I think, I think this is a time at Ajax. I think you have to really praise the job he's done with his Ajax team and the way, I mean, people are saying he should have really been gone years ago. That, that's how good he is. And I just think that he's an excellent manager and I think he is really deserving of it, of a big job. So I think that's why I've got Ten Hag, number seven. Um, number Can six, I go next? Um, for, for number six? Yeah. Go, go ahead. Just because, just I mean, I want to I 
I, I love your your admiration there for Ten Hag, and I respect the fact you've, you know, us English fans, we could tend to neglect these foreign managers. Uh, you didn't do what, um, what's his name? Joe White, the talk sports person, what's his name? Jim White. Jim White, yeah, the prick. Um, <laughs> you didn't do what he did, Lucien Favre, but <laughs> my number six is Diego Simeone, and that means your number six... Uh, your number six means that one of Simeone and five other managers who all of them are Champions League winners <laughs> apart from one is missing out because you've got ten Hagen. So I'm I'm going to be interested to see what's on five. Yeah, um, I mean, I've probably missed out. I've probably made absolute boo, but I've probably missed out someone really obvious. I mean, everyone I can think of is on this list. So I'm trying to think who I've missed. Um, but we well, will go. On... I'll go Simeone. I'll just I'll just talk a bit. I think Simeone is definitely up there. Uh, he's he's not only has he made Atletico Madrid great, he's made them great twice. He won the title from playing the four four two, and when the rest of La Liga adapted and started copying his tactics, because they started realizing it was working against Span- uh, Spain's traditional way of playing, like the four three three and passing, he adapted his team again to make them more attacking, and he won La Liga again. Um, I think he's been desperately unlucky to not win a Champions League, and let's be real, Champions League comes down to a lot of luck. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think Simeone absolutely has to be has to be a great manager. Yeah, yeah, he will be mentioned later on by myself. Um, Naeem, who is your number six? My number six is uh, same as you, um, Ten Hag. Um, I know obviously people don't rate the Dutch league as highly as other other um, top leagues, but you know you still got to go there and win the trophies. You know. He's won. He's won two Eredivisies. Um, he's won two cups, and he's won a Don Cruyff Shield. So he's doing all right there. He's been. He's got them to. He got them to the semi-finals of the Champions League, where, you know, they had uh, probably one of the youngest teams in the competition. Um, Ajax. They just the map. Um, youngsters. They produce is just is just crazy. And yeah, um, it would be it'd be good to see where he goes next. To be fair, because um, he's been there what nearly four years. So. It'll be good to see him in another league. Um, obviously, I think he, he is linked with Barcelona. So, I think if he if he does go there, then I think he probably would do a good job there. But yeah, what he's done so far in Holland um, is he's done a good job. So yeah, he's that's why I've got him there in my list. Um, and uh, Ryan, who is your number six? Uh, Max Allegri. Number six. Uh, that's- that, 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 I think that's a big I forgot about Allegri. Thank oh, you, Ryan. Thank how, you. How can you Thank forget? You. This, 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 oh, my this, God. How have I forgotten Allegri? That's, that's this, terrible. This is someone who's won the Serie A six times in the last decade. Yeah. Four, four, four Italian Cups, three Super Cups, and uh, a promotion with Sassuolo as well. So uh, he, he, he was nearly number five for me, but just because of the poor job he's done so far this season, someone else edged it for me. I mean, I've actually just been given a job the last few days with an Italian football um, website, so I think, I hope we don't know who's going to this And he put Julian Orgles with him because he's going to win a Bundesliga over the Alex Allegri, who's won a Scudetto <laughs> with Milan and Juventus. Oh, it's just absolutely terrible. Why did I... I was, how's that even get past me? That's, that's bonkers. I... I um, apologies, listeners. That's um, that's my bad on, on that. Well, we know we know where he's gone wrong. At least we know that. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 very scared. I've put I've missed out two or something. That's my fear now that I've I've sort of missed out two. But um, number five, um, we'll go to Ryan first on this one. Ryan, who was your fifth? Hansi Flick. Mm-hmm. Uh... Oh, I, I, sorry, I, I've I, I've not done my sixth yet. Apologies. Oh, go on. Um, my stick is Hansi Flick, so we'll do it at the same time. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, Flick, I think he's obviously not, not a Bayern anymore, but he'll, he won the Bundesliga, the try the Champions League and the Bundesliga with with uh, with Bayern. I think now with the Germany team, albeit it's probably early days to judge his time there, but I think from what he's done at Bayern, I think he's done an excellent job. And he um, really, sadly, he didn't stay longer at Bayern, but you can't. A German cover no to the to the German national team job. So um yeah, he's my sixth and we'll go to Ryan as your fifth. Um yeah, and what are your reasons for putting uh, Flick number five? Just because of what he's done. Um you know, in the last two years. I mean I didn't want to go any further back than that, but 
you know, he's 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 coach of you know one of the biggest national teams you know in the world, and he didn't get that by accident. You know, for me, he's he's one of the best at the moment. Fantastic. I and would in- like to rebuttal you both um, because his sample size is so small, and yes, he did win the treble. But he was an interim manager there, and in the se- in the second season there was a lot of issues with Bayern. Like they, they had holes poked in them, and he was falling out with people. I I I I think a manager getting this list needs to have more than like this. Why Nog? I think Nogas was a more reasonable shout than Flick because at least he's had a career that spanned, but like a managerial career that spanned over two years. Roberto what? Di Matteo won the Champions League with Chelsea. It's not mm. like. We, we we can't just put Flick in because of that one season. I also went because he's the only manager to manage a club throughout a whole Champions League campaign with a hundred percent win record as well. Mm. Was it it's the that. whole one though? Because he was all, it wasn't the whole one because he, he was an interim manager, wasn't it? Um, Niko Kovac got fired after the first few games. It could could have been. Yeah, no, yeah, but, right, yeah. But well, either way, he was in the lack. He still went on, you know, for the rest of the competition, uh, winning every single game in Champions League, which is no mean feat. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Naeem, who is your fifth? Uh, my, my number five is Diego Simeone. Um, only because of the fact what he's, what he's, I think he's the longest serving manager in the Liga now. Um, it's been uh, nearly 10 years. You know, he's won them two, two La Liga titles. Um, he's lost twice in the Champions League final, but they lost to that Real Madrid team, which was just crazy. But um, yeah, he's out of out of obviously all the teams in Spain. Um, Spain, they, they always get into the top four. You know, they always try um challenging for the league, and um, obviously other than Barcelona and Real Madrid. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with him at number f- um, five because um, yeah, he's done he's done a good job at Atletico and um and obviously at River Plate and. Estuandes La Plata. Uh, he won the division title there, and River Plate. He won the division title there as well. So um, it's not just Spain that he's um, won trophies, um, and it's obviously it's in Argentina as well. And then uh, Alex, who is your number five? Well, I've gone for Eric. Te- no, sorry, Allegri. Um, <laughs> I've gone for Max Allegri at number five. Who? Who's that? Um, Allegri. Uh, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you about him. Uh, you know. <laughs> He won, he won a, a Serie A first with AC Milan. It was the last one they won. You know, just I, mean, I can understand. It's quite, a, you know, a forgettable thing. Just the last uh, <laughs> Serie A title that AC Milan won with Eddie Bremovich and Angelo Pato. You know, just names that nobody really knows of, to be fair. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, quite a weak man. He, he, won a me- he won a measly five Italian titles with Juventus. <laughs> Where's the sixth? This is it. It's weak. And... You know, got two Champions League finals, but he lost them both. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> um, so uh, that's why that's why he's number five. Oh my god, that's that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, well, I'll, hopefully I'll try and brush this off, but I don't think I can. Um, number five, I mentioned this before. He's my fifth pick, um, Antonio Conte. I think I have no idea how he's not got a job yet, but I think that is probably down to his personality and his. His clashes with the board at many clubs he's been at, but I think in terms of you know on the pitch, I think everywhere he's been, he's done an excellent job. We look at his Chelsea time at Chelsea, look at some at Juve before he joined Chelsea, look at his time at Inter Milan winning their first title in years. Um, I think he's just, he's just an excellent manager. I think he is someone you want to play for. First of all, I mean, I, I think there's only a step few where you think I really want to play for this man, and I think Conte definitely is one of them because um, if you go on his right side. Um, and like Diego Costa, I think he'll love you, and I think he's an excellent, excellent, excellent manager. I think that um, he's sort of almost slightly old school in terms of his sort of uh, maybe the, the bullishness of his team style of football. But I think you can't ignore the results he's made, and it is a results business football at the end of the day. And I think he's just if you, if you get him, this is why I think Spurs should have tried really, really hard to get him. I think he's almost. The guaranteed trophy. I think if you hire Conte, there's only a few managers who can do this. Where they hire you, hire them, and you're thinking, "Well, I'm going to win at least this, at least that." So that is why Conte's number five. I might as well go number four due to previous answers, but I've gone for Simeone number four. Um, I think the job he's done at Atletico 
hasn't been spoken of enough, in my opinion. I think that he, what was it 2009? I don't know what year he joined the club, but he was he broke broke the mold of Barcelona Madrid. He like Rafa did with Valencia back in the early 2000s, um, and he's they've won two La Ligas now. They've two Champions League finals, which they really, especially one of them, really should have won. I mean, they were lucky to concede that goal in the last minute to Ramos. And I think, um, I think. He's the reason why they got new stadium. I think if he hadn't joined them, they wouldn't be playing in the one the Metropolitano. I think the reason why they built a stadium was based on their success, which is ultimately down to him. And he's had many good striker. He's lost them, brought a new striker in, and they've immediately um, done the business. Look at um, I think I don't know whether he's there when Torres left, but they had a they had a, they had a Guerrero, uh, and then he left, and then I can't think who was after him. But I remember they Costa in it, Diego Costa, it? Costa, yeah, Costa, yeah, and they Griezmann. tried. Reasoning. I remember they, they, the only one he failed at was Jackson Martinez, but everyone else he's played <laughs> wise has always done well. You look at yeah Costa, Guerrero, Falcao is now. Yeah, Falcao. Yeah. Falcao is you, you brought Falcao back. Uh, I mean, uh, was it was it before his time at Man U? The Atletico Madrid, or was it, did he come back? Oh, no, that was, of, oh, that was after. Yeah, he went. He Monaco. went to Monaco and loaned. Uh, yeah, to yeah. I, I think he was there for Falcao's probably best period of his career as well. So. I think for everything I've mentioned, that's why Simeone is my number four. Now, I'm going to go to Naeem first. Who is your number four? Uh, yeah, before I say my number four, yeah, um, obviously Simeone has also won two European leagues and he's won two um, Super Cups as well. So, yeah, so um, yeah, he's got, he's got a decent CV at Atletico. Um, yeah, my number four is Max Allegri. Um, Simply because of the fact, I think he won. Was it five um, Serie A? It's good. Sorry, it's the Scudettos. I think in a row, didn't he? Um, yeah. Like you guys were saying, he's obviously um, AC Milan. He won in their last um, league title. Um, although he's not doing too well this season, you know he hasn't really been backed, obviously the way way he should be. But um, obviously, what he has done for Juventus in the past is um, just crazy. And obviously, it's, 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 it's no coincidence that they haven't been um, gotten that close in the Champions League since he's left. So um, yeah, he's my um, he's my number four pick. Fantastic. And then um, I'm going to go to Alex next. Who's your fourth? So I, I think I'm beginning to understand where my man who who's in here who is not in your list because you I've done about the other two. Andy, you said you've you've only picked managers who are currently at a club. Yeah, I mean that was the original plan. Obviously, Conte's got in now. Um, I'm intrigued who your who your pick is then. Is man just is it, is it was it a certain man who likes to headbutt people? Yes, it is. It is Zidane indeed. Um, yeah. So if we're including Conte, then Zidane has to be in. Zidane is my number four, and I think oh, I I almost feel bad actually not putting him ahead of the top three. Maybe it's English bias. I think we we all probably have the exact same top three. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Zidane Zidane's a fantastic things. Oh, so tight, but yeah, he's fourth. I mean, just an overview: three Champions Leagues, I think it's two La Ligas now, and yeah, he's been fantastic for Madrid. He's kept them floating, and for anyone who said, "Well, it's only Madrid," every time he's left, they've gone to shit. So, congrats <laughs> to Zidane, and uh, he's definitely deserving the top four. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, and then Ryan, who was your fourth pe- pe- manager? Well, this is annoying because I've changed my top four about <laughs> five times now because <laughs> I didn't account for these free agents to be in there. Um, same here, mate. Same here. And now I can't, I can't take any of the top four out for Zidane because it wouldn't work. So I'll leave out Zidane, even though he should be in there. Um, my number four is probably going to upset Alex, but it's Thomas Tuchel. Oh, you don't like that. Fourth. Fourth and Zidane's not in the top. It's it's extremely close between my top four, but I just think that he's still... I know he won the Champions League last season. Um, I don't actually know what he won with PSG apart from the league and a couple of cups, no doubt. Um, He did a decent job with Dortmund as well. But... And mines, okay. Um, yeah, I just if if he went on obviously to win the league this season with Chelsea or or the Champions League again, then he's got a shout for number one, but or even like number two. But yeah, I just 
uh, I can't put them above any of my other top three at the moment. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, my number three is Tuchel. Uh, I think on current form, I think he's been the best manager over the last last year, year and a half, I'd say. Uh, but I think the only reason why he's number three, as good as I think he is, is just because these two have done more over a long term at Echoes. That's the only reason why. Um, but I think Tuchel, I mean, you, you mentioned it last week, he probably is the best manager currently in terms of currently on form. But I do think that... Um, yeah, but I think he's excellent. I think he really, I think he's galvanised his Chelsea team who, you know, they sat there, probably their, their best ever player, if not second best ever player as um, who became manager. So that's a hard act to follow, even though he wasn't the best he man in the world. Even, even so, I think he's such a big figure in that club. I think it's, it's always been hard to sort of um, be the man who replaces Lampard at Chelsea because... Probably a lot of players that didn't want him to leave. Probably a lot of fans didn't want him to leave um, because of what he did as a player. So I think to come in at that time and to get him to fourth um, and also obviously to win the Champions League against um, one of my top two managers. Um, but I, I think he's just... I think Chelsea right now under Tuchel, they play this great football where not only are they astute at the back, you can't... If they have a 1-0 lead, it's very rare they lose that. Um, but also they can hit you on the counter-attack, they can play some nice football, and I think everything you see of Chelsea and the two short is everything you want off your team, and it, everything is done so well, that club. So, sorry, two short, it is number three for me. Um, now, I'm going to go to Ryan for number three. Who was your third choice? Uh, Diego Simeone. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just because... Not only because of the trophies he's won, but the club he's done it at, arguably the third, you know, biggest club in in Spain. But you know, he won the FIFA World's Best uh, Club Coach in fifteen sixteen. Two La Liga, the Spanish Cup, Super Cup, two Europa Leagues, two UEFA Super Cups. You know, again, arguably, you know, he's created as well his own kind of unique style. Obviously, Alex alluded on it earlier, which is his tries have been replicated over the years, but I don't no one's ever managed it quite like he's done. And the fact that he's transformed his squad and his playing style again as well this season to coincide with the players that he's now got is something that I like to see. You know, he's he's changed his ways almost a little bit. And for me he just improved players as well. Um yeah, uh just because he's done a you know, I'm not. I'm not against your shout. To be honest, he's given a good argument. It was. It was only ahead of Tuchel for me because I think Atletico Madrid is definitely a harder job than PSG and Chelsea. You know, where he's got unlimited funds at both of those clubs. Yeah, you know? I hear. You, I hear. You. So yeah, no, I, 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 swung it for I can me. get behind that. I can get behind that. Mm, that's it. Um, to get behind. Um, who you who are you getting behind, Alex, at number three? Yep. What? Yep. I'm sort of look. Take nothing away from Pep's achievements in his career, but we can't keep forgiving him for fucking up the Champions League every single season now. Like he, you can't, we can't keep it. If if this was any other manager, if he wasn't named Pep, he would have been sacked because he's every year now for the past three, four seasons, he's made a tactical tweak in the Champions League that's ruined the game and got his club knocked out of it. And we can't keep forgiving him for that just because of how dominant he is. I'm not saying like he's a bad manager or anything because clearly he's excellent. He's clearly amazing at improving players. But if you can't manage games con- like continuously, then you can't be in the top two for me. I mean, to be fair, you have just convinced me to change my one and two yeah. around. But yeah. um, <laughs> also, yeah, yeah. there's probably a lot, but lot of bias in in that as well. Um, nice. I mean, I have to, I have to. Usually, in these top rankings, I get, I get, I get destroyed, and you lot argue against me. But I think I've done a good job today. I've, I've, caught, I've yeah. changed a few of your opinions. <laughs> made, you made some good points, man. I can't lie. You made some good yeah. points. Thank you, you thank you. Um, um, yeah. yeah, Naeem, who's your number three? Um, my number three, um, although he's not, he's not really done the business in the last couple of years, but you can't deny what he's done in the past. I've gone for Jose Mourinho. Um, yeah. I know, yeah. He's a bit higher. Whoa! Wait, wait, what? <laughs> You've got Nagels in there. You've got Mourinho. Yeah, <laughs> it's my list. Fuck. Hang on, but look, right. Look, 
any other person, I'd let you do your point normally, but you're going to have to make your point to the question of, if you're making your list mm -hmm. of managers who clearly are good right now, because that's why you've got Nagelsmann in here, why have you got a man who has fallen out at his last four clubs, lasted about a year at Spurs, and led them as the Europa Conference League, <laughs> and united to the point where the entire like the entire team was so toxic the journalists were camped outside the training ground and filming players just looking at Mourinho with evil glares as as Mourinho once famously said I prefer not to speak so that's not <laughs> no, 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 you, you have to build you haven't, you haven't given an argument you have to build your point off of that it's over to you not, the floor is with you Naim oh I've got too much pressure on me now <laughs> I don't know what to say <laughs> um Oh, God, man. Anything I say is it's not going to be good, is it, really, is it? Wait, mate, <laughs> if that's what your brain is, that what your brain is saying? <laughs> Perhaps you shouldn't have been easy to talk to you. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, right, so, man. does that mean there's, um, there's, this, there's, I think one of the managers is going to miss out, on they? I think my yeah. three. Tuchel, Klopp or Guardiola. Is not oh, my it. God, yeah, what? What, in my list? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 you'll see, well, you'll see who's in there. You'll see who's in there. Right. Well, we we must go to you, number two. Who was your number two? Who my uh, my number two was Jurgen Klopp. It was. Um, yeah, obviously, what what he's done, um, obviously in Germany, he um, we pretty much broke that mold of Bayern Munich winning the league um, all, all the time. Um, he won obviously back to back uh, Bundesliga titles. He won he won two Super Cups. He was the runner up in the Champions League against Bayern Munich, but. Um, yeah, what he done in Germany, he done a good job um, there. Obviously, when he first started at Mainz, uh, he got them promotion from Bundesliga 2 back in 2003-04. And then when he's coming to Liverpool, as um, soon as he came in, you could see, you know, what, you know, the style of play that he wanted to implement. Um, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he got to, he got, did he get to a final with like the first three years he was there, didn't he? Um, with, um, with, with, Dort with Dortmund? No, no, Liverpool. Um, yeah, so first year he got to two finals. He got to the League Cup final and the Europa, uh, Europa League final, which yeah, featured yeah. that amazing Dortmund game. Um, yeah. A year later, he didn't win anything, but we did get into top four, um, which then, then helped us next year get to the final Champions League, but ultimately didn't win it. Is that right? So 15-16 he joined, got to two finals. 16-17... Yeah, we we got into year, we got to top four, and then seventeen eighteen we got to the final of Champions League, but lost thanks to Lois Carrius. And then the year after we won Champions League, then Premier League, and so yeah, that that's right, yeah. Yeah, so um yeah, like yeah, when he obviously came into Liverpool, you know, um you can see what he's trying to do, but obviously he didn't have the players and the squad or the squad Liverpool have now, um, you know, I know they haven't they they have made signings, but it's pretty much the same it's been pretty much the same squad for the last couple of years. Um the way Liverpool play, um, obviously specifically at home as well, is, is just crazy. You know, he had that crazy unbeaten run at home. Um, but yeah, he's yeah he's he's done quite he's done quite a lot with the um, not not many like uh, big money like transfers coming in um, in like last like season or two. But um, yeah, he's my number two because um, yeah he's done well in at Liverpool and he's done well at um, in Germany as well. Um, and while you're here, is your number one? Are we looking at Tuchel? Are we looking at Pep? Be my number one. Yeah. Uh, it's Pep. Um, yeah, well, well, obviously, although Alex does make a good point about, you know, obviously he hasn't won a Champions League since he's been at Barcelona, um, considering the teams he has had at Bayern Munich and Man City, uh, you can't really not the fact of what he has done domestically um, in the retrospective leagues. Um and also the way the style of play, the style of play that he does implement in the, in his teams is is just pretty crazy. But and obviously the criticism people do give him is just oh he only goes to teams that are winning. But elite managers they're not going to take you know a, a a job in like a mid table team or anything like that. So he has proven himself at these three clubs. But I think uh, what will obviously get people off his back if obviously if he, if he does win that Champions League with Man City. Um, so yeah, that's why he's um, number one for me. Yeah, that might be something. But no, so, what's your top five? Uh, top five. So number one was Pep. Second was uh, Klopp. Third was Mourinho. Fourth was Allegri, and fifth was Simeone. So where's Tuchel? He's not in there. 
Okay, he look. He, he done a good job at Chelsea, coming in like halfway through the season, winning the Champions League. Like I, I don't knock that, but being at PSG, you're, you're expected to win there all the time. Dortmund, he didn't. He did all what? right there. What do you mean expected to win all the time? He left and they lost. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I know, I know, you got into like the first Champions League. You got Mourinho in. <laughs> the, the the holes that you and Andy have dug yourselves in. Well. <laughs> it, it's personal choice, isn't it? It's personal choice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a personal choice actually. I haven't, I haven't got Klopp in my top ten. No, I've, I've, I've actually got Steve Bruce. Steve <laughs> Bruce and Bob Bradley in the morning. Yeah, no, he's, he, you know, he's managed first games. He's, you know, he has to be in. He has to be in. Klopp, what's he won? He's who won? Premier League. That's nothing. <laughs> I mean, who are these? Who are these idiots that are saying Bruce should be captain? I, I've not. I've, I've been here on. No, 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 no. There's a strap from the point. Nyam has got Mourinho in his top five and took us on his top ten. <laughs> um, uh, going back to the pep point, I think it is interesting. People often say, "Oh, he he only won at Barca because he had all the players." But look at them since he's left. Yeah. They won the Champions League, but that was because they had Suarez, who only joined after Pep left. Yeah, that so MSN didn't. That, they? Yeah. They've they've ne- they've never really been the same like since Pep left, and I think that yeah the Bayern job the Bayern job didn't go quite as he thought. I mean he won league after league, but and they played some really good stuff. But I think um, obviously the Champions lack of Champions League has hurt yeah. him in that sense. But I think it was they won four consecutive league cups. They won us FA Cup final five or six nil. Uh, was it oh, seven yeah. nil? And then they've the first team ever to get hundred points. Um, and I think that. That's not even have to Ten Hag in his top ten. I actually did. Ten well, Hag. I, I kind of moved some yeah, people I... around, and then yeah, he missed out on the end. And actually, I did have Ten Hag in my top ten. Get him like sixth. You got. To... Yeah, he had him sixth. I had him seventh, and I had him sixth. But I'm going to go to my top two now. I'm being torn this whole pod because I originally <laughs> started off as Pep first, Klopp second. Mid pod, I changed to Klopp first, Pep second. But now I've just been talking, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> well, neither. <laughs> what I'm going to do, I'm going to let Alex and Ryan go, actually. And I make my decision <laughs> right at the end for a grand finale. So Ooh. we might as well go to Alex first. He's been the most vocal on, on this whole thing. So I was, Alex... I was calm until the top five. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was calm. I was living my life. And I, I dropped some fucking bobs. I'm, I, I thought of you the most responsible on this podcast. That's changed to Ryan now. Um, <laughs> that, that, that that that's not a good thing if you're thinking Ryan's most responsible. That, that, well, yes, that's, that's, that's a real sad state of affairs. And he didn't forget about Max and Edgrew. Right, anyway, Addy, I've sh- I've already you there, but you'll be happy. I've got Tuckle second and Klopp first. I think Klopp's the best oh, no. manager. Uh Tuckle <laughs> barely say his name now. Tuckle uh <laughs> is a top two because what he did at Dortmund was underrated. The moment he left, they basically fell apart. He got the best out of their attack in terms of Aubameyang. He probably would have won the league had Bayern not gone supernova. At Mainz, he's like was one of the most successful managers ever. And again, when he left, they all fell apart. He's noticing a common trend in his career. And I don't know enough about his time at Mainz beyond that. But like just off the top of my head, but I just remember it being so well respected. But I don't need to know that because at PSG, he's been their best manager of all time. He he's the only man to get um to get Neymar and Mbappe Di Maria in a system that works that got them to the Champions League final. And with Chelsea, he's made them pretty like a nearly undefeatable team. That if we're going off current form, you cannot ignore it. Is even beyond the Champions League victory, what he's done for their players, how he's improved players. Like Reese James, we're talking about Jorginho, how he's got him working, Kovacic. Um, he's been fantastic. But Klopp is there because not only has he won recently, not only has he won recently the Premier League, I think he has the longevity of Pep, but he's proven he can do it at clubs without money, which I know Pep's only gonna go to a team with that, and that's fair enough. But if you can prove it, if you can prove you can do it without it, that's good for yourself. And it, he's Involved at Liverpool, also continuously got the best out of the players he's bought. And unlike uh, Naeem's number third, <laughs> he's actually kept up with football and he's not like, he's not fled to Italy because he just gets hated and criticised all the time. So Klopp is the best manager. Ryan, as the most responsible person on this podcast, I'd like to hand it over to you, sir. <laughs> Well, I believe I've got the most responsible list for for a change. Um, I'm going to chuck some honourable mentions out there because 
I mean, some of these would have been on my list had communication wires not been crossed. Um, hey, 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 no, no. I set the rules out, and then Alex. And then you changed them. Uh, yeah, mid mid pod. It's Alex you're blaming in it more than I was. Yeah, no, I'll, ta- I'll take the blame on that. I'll take the blame on that. But in fairness, you had Conte in anyway. I would I have did that anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, Arsene Wenger would have got on there for me. What? As... You can't have Wenger. You retired five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. He would have still been in there. But I'll, 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 I'll support it's an honourable mention. It's fair enough. Yeah, Leave my friend alone. Honourable mentions, yes. Yeah, he, he, he works for FIFA. He's not a manager anymore. He works for FIFA. Yeah, that's that, that's um, why he's an honourable mention. Hasn't officially retired. Yeah, um, mentions actually, like no. Rogers, and, not, not... Oh, and you're kind of wrong. He actually managed the game uh, yesterday. Uh, I think oh, he what, missed in it in the, in the French in the Marseille charity game. He got Didier Drogba scoring. So um, have that. Excuse me, we're interrupting Ryan. Hey, I, I'm saying if you're basing on that, then no. From no Good morning, it's not managed in. Um, no, hang on a second. You, you can't say that when Soccer Aid had the one from uh, Good Morning Britain managing the the, the, the England team. What, what's her name? Susanna Reid. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can take my charity point seriously when you left out Max Allegri. Right, come on, Ryan. <laughs> I was going to say, but before I could finish, <laughs> other honourable mentions were Brendan Rogers and Luis Enrique, Christophe Galtier, who mm-hmm. nearly made the list. They just didn't. But um, I can't see any other way of having Klopp second and Guardiola first. I just can't see it because right. although Klopp's done an incredible job with Liverpool, fair play to him. And I understand the point of Guardiola not winning the Champions League for the last few years. But he's only one of a handful of managers. And although he didn't create the Tiki Tapa style, that was Jan Cruyff. But right. he, yep. he, he, you know... Chain. He's only one of the few managers that changed the way football is often played. You know, Arsene Wenger did it. Sorry, Alex Ferguson did it, and you know Guardiola is another one who's ultimately done that for me. You, you know, the job he'd done at Barcelona was incredible. Even at Bayern, you know, the, the way that they played was, you know, best football they've probably ever seen at Bayern. Although didn't win the Champions League. You know, they won everything else. And then, again, you look at his his honour list, three Premier Leagues, two Champions Leagues, an FA Cup, four League Cups, three um, Copa del Reyes, two Spanish Cups, three uh, Super Cups, three Bundesligas, two German Cups, three FIFA Club World Clubs, um, three UEFA Super Cups, two Community Shields. And there's the community shields that swing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just yeah, I can't I can't have Guardiola not not number one. Right. I'm I'm gonna go purely because I've got backing because the neutral fan put Klopp down. I'm putting Klopp first and Pep second because oh, exactly what Alex said. Disgrace. The fact that, the fact that <laughs> he has done it with not nowhere near as good squads and he's won also at Premier League. Champions League, Club World Cup, Super Cup, even though they're not quite as important. Um, and I think, Do you know what it boils down to me? I think you kind of agree on this. Sort of, like, again, not taking away from Pep's career, but if you if you had if you had PSG squad like the dream team, and you're picking a manager to win a treble, I feel like in this time you'd probably pick Klopp just because no, you, no just because you can't you can't <laughs> trust Pep to get to the Champions League like to win that final as much as Klopp. Yeah, I, I think personally, I think for me, I mean, people are going to say, oh, you've been your local fan, of course you got caught first. But I think you got to look at the bigger picture fact that you look at his time at Mines, Tom at Dortmund. Um, of course, he beat Dortmund with two short managers of, of Dortmund as well. That's something we've all forgotten. But um, I think that last season as well, to, to get third despite being seventh or eighth with like 10 games to go, with the amount of injury we had to our team, we had so many injuries. And to get the team to first of all, stay together and be united, but to also get to get to get the results, have that really good run of form end of season, to be back-to-back Champions League finals. He made one with Dortmund as well. Um, he's finally knocked off the, that monk of his back where they said he couldn't win finals. Um, and I think, personally, but I think, Pep, I think for one and two, I found it the hardest one to call. And I think it is literally by uh, 
a fly's armpit hair. Literally, it's that close. Um, I can't call it at all. I've just gone for Klopp purely for the fact that he's done it with less money. That's the only reason why. But we are going to go on to our transfers. But before we do, I'm going to run through everyone's top 10. So um, number 10, I had Gasparini. Alex had um, Gartier. Ryan had Mourinho. Nine had Poch. Ninth, uh, I had Mancini. Um, Alex had Ralph Ragnick. Ryan had Carlo Ancelotti. And Naeem had Julian Nagelsmann. Uh, as did I at number eight. Um, Alex had An- Antonio Conte. Ryan had Nagelsmann. And Naeem had Roberto Mancini. Number seven, I had Ten Hag. Alex had Roberto Mancini. Ryan had Antonio Conte, as did Naeem. Number six, uh, I had Hansi Flick. Um, Alex had Diego Simeone. Um, Ryan had Max Allegri. And Ten Hag was the choice of Naeem. Number five, uh, I had Conte. Um, Alex chose Allegri, whereas Ryan chose Hansi Flick. And Naeem chose Simeone. Uh, number four, Simeone was also my pick. So Dan was Alex's. Tuchel was Ryan's and Allegri was Naeem's. And number three, I picked uh, Tuchel. Um, Alex picked Pep. Ryan picked Simeone. And Naeem picked Jose Mourinho. <laughs> number number two, I had Pep, um, as did Alex. And both Ryan and Naeem had Klopp as their second choice. Whereas number one, both myself and Alex chose Klopp, whereas Ryan and Naeem had Pep as a number one. It's weird. Now, it's like beyond the, top, the front two, if like... Nime's list is in reverse order. (laughs) (laughs) Slandering my list, man. (laughs) Sorry. Go on, Andy. Right. (laughs) Go on. So before we go, we are going to run through each two players who you have to look out for in the January transfer window. Now, this could be anyone in Europe, anyone in the world. So my first player is someone you might remember from the Euros. It is Mikel Damsgaard of Sampdoria. Um, so he is currently playing in Serie A Sampdoria. He's been linked with, he's got, apparently, he's got a £30 million release clause and he's been linked with clubs such as Liverpool, Spurs, Inter Milan, AC and Juve, as well as Aston Villa. And I think that whilst he's only played a handful of games, I think he's played seven games this season, um, obviously hasn't scored a goal yet. But I think, in terms of looking out for January, I think that reputation of his performances in the Euros, look at the goal against England. Um, the goal he scores, I think it was in the group stage as well. Can't think who that was against, but he's very impressive for that Denmark team. And I think that people are going to look at that and are going to ask the reason why they, they're going to go from in January. Um, in terms of clubs, I think you'll go to, um, I think maybe Arsenal, um, because Sam Doria currently nope. 15, so they're not exactly in, they're not exactly in sort of challenging for Europe, etc., where they're going to be able to keep a player like Damsgaard. So I think, you know, look at Spurs, might go for him. Arsenal, I mean, Arsenal in a position where they can't really get the players, you know, who are playing Champions League football at the moment because they aren't going to want to drop down to no European football. So I think maybe that's a player they should look at realistically, as is the other player I've got on my list. Um, maybe even someone like Juve, maybe someone like Inter Milan or something like that. But um, and my second player is someone that Ryan raved about pre-Euros. I've gone for Alexander Isaac, who's been rated at £60 million with um, teams such as... Um, Man City, Liverpool and Arsenal all linked with a move for the Swedish striker in January. Um, yes, he's only he's not scored a goal yet, only played five games, he's not scored a goal yet. But again, I think his encouraging performances in the summer, um, as well as his league performances last year for Sociedad, I believe, um, I think that's the reason why he is also someone you should look out for in January. Now, we're going to go to Ryan next. Who is your two players to look out for in the January transfer window? So I mainly looked at players whose contracts were coming to an end next summer. And the list was extremely, extremely long. Bear in mind, some of them have probably already signed new deals. Um, You know, Pedri obviously signed a new one this week. Ansu Fati will do as well. Dybala will do at Juve as well, no doubt. So, and I didn't really want to pick Pogba or Mbappe. So I've gone with two players from uh, my league, Serie A, and they are Frank Kessie of AC Milan, one of their most influential players in the centre of midfield, box-to-box midfielder, you know, massive talent, still very young as well. So, you know, would be a an amazing signing for anyone, especially if they can get them on a pre, uh, pre-contract. 
And the other one was someone who I mentioned last week slightly. Um, I've done a little profile on Torino. And it is Andrea Bellotti, again, whose contract comes to an end mm. next summer. He's only 27, so he's not even hit his prime yet. And, you know, he scored goals, you know, in every season in Serie A for as long as I can remember for Torino. Always a, a regular in the Italian national team. And if someone could pick him up in January for probably between 20 or 30 million would be a great signing. But again, if they can get him on a pre-contract for free, you know, unreal business. And yeah, there'll be, again, a lot of uh, clubs looking at him. Uh, an honourable mention to Usman Dembele as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, Alex um, is next. He has to go quite shortly. So we'll let you go next, Alex. Who are your two players to watch out for in January? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Um, so one of them is uh, Nuzem Mizrawi, the Ajax right back. Uh, his contract's up in 2022 and he's yet to sign a new one. He was injured quite a bit last season. He's, mm. he's had 10 separate injuries since August 2019. But he's had a really good year so far season so far he's got four goals and two assists from right back and he's a really good attacking one that like you watch him and he's re- he's almost as unpredictable as like a, a top class winger in the way he shapes his body up and faces defenders up and just takes it around them i think he completely think he's completing like 80 percent of his dribble so far and he's also very good going backwards but the fact is yeah he's going to have his contract up next season you reckon you could get him on a cheap and he's 23 years old so Great age too. The other player's a bit interesting. I think Vinaldum could be put up for sale by PSG. Mm. I don't see a position position for him at all in this midfield. He's recently complained about lack of game time. And unlike when Donnarumma said it, I don't see room for him. Um he worked at Liverpool, I guess, because your front three track back or like are asked to track back and mm-hmm. they press from the front more. Whereas PSG's don't. And in their midfield, they need workhorses. And Vinaldo's never been someone who puts up lots of tackles and interceptions and defensive work. So I think PSG, especially since they got them on a free, they might they might think in January to try and say, I, I reckon they wouldn't be opposed to just getting a transfer fee for him or even a loan. Uh, so, yeah. Fantastic. So thank you, Alex, for being on this week, as per usual. And we will see you next week. Wonderful, wonderful. Bye-bye. See you, mate. So, our final two players comes from Naeem. Um, so, Naeem, who are your two players to look out for in the January transfer window? Funny enough, Ryan actually mentioned one of the players that actually had him on list. So, um, I've gone for the same way he's done it. Um, with players out of contract next um, summer. So, mm-hmm. the first one I'm going to go for is Alexander Lacazette. Um, you know, he's been on my team for a couple of years now. Um Although, obviously, we signed him to be, you know, a, a striker to get 15, 20-plus goals a season. He, he's not done that in um, for us. So, he is 30 now. Um, he's in his last, you know, he's in his last year of his contract. Um, he will probably be sold for cheap because we're not, we won't probably, we won't be able to probably get more than, I don't know, 15, maybe 20 million at, at the most for him. Um, I could see him, I could see him either going back to France or maybe, a Spanish club coming in for him, maybe Atletico Madrid, um, because I know they they did try and sign him um, before he came to Arsenal, but I think they had a transfer ban at the time, so um, that's what made him come to Arsenal. But yeah, I think he's a good player. Um, I, I've you know, I ain't got no criticism about him. You know, he always he always um, he always does play well for us. Um, he, he's got a good he's got what's the word? he's got a good uh, he's, he's like a workhorse really, and he you know. He, He'll drop deep. Um, he will, you know, he'll press and everything. Um, but obviously the only criticism is he didn't score enough goals for us. But um, I did prefer him, prefer him to Olivier Giroud. So it was an upgrade on there. And then yeah, the next player is one that Ryan did mention is um, Dembele from Barcelona. Um, he he's been he's pretty much been played with injuries ever since he's got there. But what, when he can stay fit, he you can you can see how good of a player he is. And the, although they're not going to get back. Not even half the money that they spent on him. Um, I reckon. I reckon. Obviously, they they won't they won't give him a new contract in the summer. I doubt it. Um, because obviously yeah. you you've got obviously uh, Ansu Fati. Um, obviously he's he's back from injury now, and you know he's pretty much the main man there. And they've got they've got better players that can stay fit in those positions. So I reckon he'll probably. I don't know. He might go back to Germany. Maybe he could 
could go back to Dortmund, but um, I'm not too sure there because obviously they got that Donny Marlon. Um, yeah, just, sorry, just sorry, sorry, mate, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, Barca have a op- option to extend his deal by a year, and it'll be really interesting to see if they do that because you'd imagine he's on a massive wage. Oh yeah, and obviously they need to cut down on that. So whether they bite the bullet and let him go for nothing, or try and get something in January, will be be really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, those are pretty much yeah, those are my two picks to maybe look out for in January to see. You know, they might get um, pre-contract agreements and um, be sold in the summer. So um, yeah, that's my two picks. Fantastic. So that does conclude our podcast for this week. Um, we have also done a NFL podcast as we do every week, and there's also a vlog that I did from the weekend just gone of my time in London watching the NFL. So do check that out on YouTube and all Apple podcasts. Um, Back next week, back for sort of our roundups again of European football. Um, I will actually be seeing Naim, so we may be watching a game together on the weekend. Um, but yeah, that is our podcast for this week. And apologies once again to Max Allegri. Um, I have been your host, Andy, and this has been Alex. This has been Ryan. This has been Naim. Cheers, all. See you later, guys. <laughs>